we make excuses and we think it's acceptable when you are an obvious type of genius, you know, like whether it's creative or, or, or kind of technological, but we are all geniuses. And so we all need to honor the way that we are built and to believe that whatever way we are built to function inherently is the way that we need to honor in order to actually not just be in our genius, but unlock our genius. So it's, it's, it's really, it flips the whole paradigm of how to be successful on its head. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one. And it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you. I support you. And I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Jenna Zoe is the founder of My Human Design which helps you discover how you're built to manifest, eat, and work. Also, your unique gifts and traits, your personality, how you learn, and so much more. Jenna has an innate gift for channeling human design. It's a new system of self-discovery helping reconnect people to who they came to be. Your soul came here with a plan to live a spectacular life. Human design is the roadmap on how to live yours. During the episode, she goes more in depth explaining the origin of human design, breaking down exactly what it is and how it works. We also talk about not getting so caught up with obsessing over asking ourselves the question, what is my purpose? but instead tuning into who we truly are and what makes us happy. And then allowing ourselves to be guided and flow through that. Jenna explains the five main energy types, which are manifester, generator, manifesting generator, projector, and reflector. I wonder which one you are. All right. Well, I want to welcome to the podcast, the founder and creator of My Human Design, Jenna Zoe. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I, uh, I can't wait to learn more about what you're doing and about the human design. 
I feel so aligned with it and so connected to it. And I think the work that you're doing is so important. And I just want to read a couple of the things like off of your social media, off of your website that really, really connected with me. And so human design, right? It's, it's a roadmap that tells you exactly who you came here to be and how to actually become it. Awesome. And then deconditioning <laughs> by unlearning who you were told to be so that you can be free to be who your soul came here to be. Cause that's something I think about all the time. I'm like, it's not like Justin, who did Justin come here to be? It's like, who, who is my, like, where did, like literally who did my soul come here to be? When I stop with all the craziness and the noise all around me and I tune into myself and what brings me joy and what brings me happiness, my soul, not my ego. Why am I here? And what am I truly here to be? And you're helping people find that out, which is amazing. Thank you. It was, um, it was a huge turning point for me in my spiritual journey when kind of six years into doing all the spiritual things, I found human design and it was the first time, the first modality that I came across that was first meeting me at who I was and measuring who I was and then helping me be that rather than sort of giving us all this blanket spiritual advice like surrender more or you know, you need to trust the universe. And I was just like, I felt like I was failing at the spiritual thing. Cause I was just like, how do I do that though? Or how do I be my most authentic self? Or how do I be in my power? Or how do I, what are my gifts? How do I share them? Mm. You know, all these different types of things. And human design was when I discovered it, that was the real moment where it really clicked into place for me. Like, Oh, there's a custom way that is specifically for me. And this is a system that can actually measure that. Um, and meet me where I'm at, you know? Mm -hmm. So can I ask, because I, I don't know much about this at all. So the human design, is that something that already existed that you found, but now, now yes. you created? Okay, got it. So it was, um, I'll tell you a crazy story is it was, um, it, there was a guy who was in an eight day meditation in January of 1987. And um, this voice started speaking to him and he downloaded this system which is human design, which was revealed to him as a combination of astrology, the I Ching, the chakra system, and the Kabbalah. And it combines it all in a way that basically tells you who you came here to be. And um, yeah, I, I came across it eight years ago, um, only to discover that human design was born like 15 or 18 days or something crazy before I was. So um kind of mad and um and it was it was born in ibiza which is which is completely by accident where i ended up found myself last summer when i was at a tail end and um which is also where my app chose to be born and my app was born when i was in ibiza and i'm here again and so there's a whole funny um you know synchronistic energy with the whole thing but it has been around for a very short amount of time compared to things like astrology and mm -hmm. you know but i really believe that modalities appear when we are ready for them when human consciousness is ready for them. And it's like, you know, you're not going to eat all your meals at one time. Human consciousness is, you know, we, we eat every, you know, three meals a day. Um, so it just, this is, it's playing its part in the time and in the, in the timeline of, of who we are as human beings. And people are really, uh, it's really exploding now in the last few years since I started, you know, building more resources around it um, because, and not because of anything other than just, this is people, it's the time people are ready. Mm, that's awesome. Right. Like, I love that. Everything just happens as it happens and in mm -hmm. the time where it's supposed to happen and in the level of consciousness that we are at that time to tap into something like that. 
so that we can accept it and so it can grow. 100%. And um, so did you came across the human design, obviously fell in love with it. And did you just think, yeah. okay, I have to learn more about this and just share this with people and help them? No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It was not cool <laughs> to be, uh, you know, like, um, you know, in this kind of modality eight years ago, eight years ago in, in Instagram time is a long time ago, right? So, yeah, and yeah. in podcast time all that stuff that's none of this stuff was really big and um I was very conditioned from my family to be like a very business driven person and so I had a food business that I was pushing and pushing and pushing um at for ages and I was just became instantly obsessed with human design that that part is is right but there was no way I was thinking about doing it for a career until I just was learning about it so much I'd give readings to friends on the side and everything and one day my one of my friends one of my best friends who's an intuitive was like you've got to do this for work and when she says that to me again the spiritual industry is not like it is now I'm picturing being like a you know like a um, future reader what do you call those people with the wigs and the and the crystal balls yeah I'm like no, my life can't look like that. Like, I'm not going that way. I'm not going to do it. But my passion was so strong and it lit me up so much just doing one reading and one reading turned to 20 readings, turned to a thousand readings, turned to my waitlist grew to a year and a half. So I was like, okay, I'm making more money doing this than I am doing my main business. I've got to pursue this. And, um, and that's when I started thinking, okay, I need to build courses around this so that people can learn. Like not everyone has time to wait for a year and a half to get a reading with me. And not everyone has $350 to spend. I don't think spirituality, I don't think learning about who you are should be that expensive anyway. Mm. So that really inspired me to, um, you know, really get serious about it and create, uh, products and, and, and services around it in a, in a more professional way. And were the readings, were they like tarot readings or? No. So you, you take your birth information, including your exact birth time, just like you do with astrology, you plug it into a piece of software and it brings up a, um, an energetic reading of your, your physical, your energy body, basically. So it, in this chart, it shows you what traits and gifts are inherent to you and what is not inherent to you. So let's say from all the things you could be good at, all the things you could be, all the ways you could be built to function on this planet, you have specific ways that you chose to have that your soul knew that it needed before it came here to help it accomplish what it came here to do. Mm. And so that is all that is all written in the chart. And so once you know, okay, I'm, for example, everyone tells me to have a morning routine and consistency, whatever, but I'm built to be inconsistent, then that's why it always felt funny for me. So therefore, what if I try being inconsistent and see if it helps me? Or for example, some people are not supposed to have a business strategy some people are not supposed to think about what they specifically want to manifest but yet we all have this one blanket advice that we think is going to work for everybody so that's you put your information in and it and it shows a chart up for you and when you're doing a reading for somebody you literally are explaining to them what is what is in the chart got it i love that that is like breaking down the norm of our reality saying that like um you came here and like you are inconsistent because everyone thinks, and I've never, ever thought outside of the idea that you're supposed to be consistent in what you're doing. Exactly. And to know that it's like, I am inconsistent and I came here to be that way. And that's why it's always felt funny. And let me like live and thrive in that and accept that mm -hmm. part of myself instead of fighting it because everyone else has conditioned and told me that I need to be consistent and inconsistency is a negative or a bad thing. 
And think about it this way. And this is how I can prove it to you that it's true. Think about those kind of casual geniuses, right? That, you know, they just stay holed up in their room and they create something crazy and they're like insane, obvious geniuses. And we think, oh yeah, sure. They could probably go to bed late or they could probably, you know, work all night or whatever it is. And we think the same about artists, right? People who, Mm. you know, old people that you admire who were famous poets in France in the 1800s. And we think, of course, he used to stay up late and smoke and drink and blah, blah, blah. And they were, you know, we admire them now so much. And so we make excuses and we think it's acceptable when you are an obvious type of genius, mm-hmm. you know, like whether it's creative or, or, or kind of technological, but we are all geniuses. And so we all need to honor the way that we are built and to believe that whatever way we are built to function inherently is the way that we need to honor in order to actually not just be in our genius, but unlock our genius. So it's, it's, it's really, it flips the whole paradigm of how to be successful on its head. It does. And I love that. It, again, it's just breaking down the conditioning. And that, that is such a thing that I'm, I'm, that's coming up more and more in my life is like breaking down the conditioning and unlearning what we've been taught and what we've learned for the majority or the whole our, of, of the whole of our entire lives. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that are viewed as like good or bad or positive or negative yeah. and what we're supposed to do and what we're not supposed to do. And it's like, yeah. When you break it down, it's like, you don't know me. It's like, I am like, and I love this about what you're doing too. It's like, we're individualistic. We are unique. We are beautiful. So like, just because this thing (laughs) is viewed this way to you, doesn't mean that it should be viewed that way to me or anybody else, right? In that exact way, because I I feel like we're all little skews, just a little bit different perspectives of this reality. Right. So we're all seeing everything in a slightly different way than the person next to us or the person across the country from us. And Mm -hmm. our perspective is unique and brilliant and no one else Mm -hmm. has the exact perspective that we have. So why do we think that we're supposed to do things the exact way that someone else does it? Totally. And also the meaning that we ascribe to each thing is different too. So you sitting on a chair and me sitting on a chair could mean a completely different thing. We have different associative memories that we create around those things. We have different weights that we ascribe to what that means. So, and all the different associations about why someone would do it, what their motivation would be behind, you know, there's so much that is, you know, we really are just living seven, eight billion different realities, just coexisting here on this one physical reality. Exactly. I've had this conversation. I was talking to like my brother and his partner and I had like the thought of, I almost like can't believe how we are able to connect with each other in terms of communication and, and meshing each other's realities together. You know what I, know. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> totally. And actually that's one of the things that I really, um, you know, I love words and I love speaking and I love writing and that, you know, those are essentially the, the, the building blocks of what I do, but language really is a letdown because you could say something like I could use the word gregarious for example and I could think that meant like fizzy and sparkly and vivacious you could think that meant loud and aggressive and in your face and it's the same word and so when you're trying to describe people's personalities one of the constant challenges that I have especially with human design with describing people to them is that how do you mitigate? I don't think it's fully possible, but you have to as much try as much as you can to be super clear so that you're not, um, you know, involving other people's misunderstandings, biases, the things that they ascribe to different things, because we all understand life in such a different way. And it's the same with language. 
It is. I So uh, Conversations with God is a brilliant book uh, that opened my mind uh, to the idea that words are just so inadequate. Mm-hmm. They really are. Because like you just said, I could, well, I could say one word. You can look at it in a completely different way as the Jenna today and even as the Jenna tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, and there's millions of us on this planet. It's bi- billions. You know what I mean? It's, it's just, it is wild how different we all are. And the fact that like, if you ever think about this, like the, the thoughts and the feelings and the energy that you have in your body, trying to convey those out of you through your mouth, through like, and, and like through those like weird air, <laughs> you know, <laughs> through those weird air uh, movements that we make with our mouth and our lungs. It's it just like, it, it is so difficult for us to truly, truly express. I feel like how we're actually being in that moment. That's one, even just expressing it. But that's number two is a person that we're talking to fully grasping and understanding exactly what we mean and how we feel in that moment. It's like impossible. Yeah. Impossible. That we're just like, they, they're, it's so limited. We are such infinite beings. And the fact that we are limited to however many thousands of words that we have in our vocabulary that we're supposed to use in order to communicate with each other just seems very unrealistic. It's crazy. I can't wait to get, and I've talked about this like a couple of times on the podcast. I cannot wait to get to a time where we're just, we're ego less and we are more in tune with our soul and our being. And we are able to communicate with each other through feelings and through energy where it's like the, you know, the energy and the bit that I'm feeling inside of me right now, I don't need to try to communicate that uh, through words to you in my feeling and my vibration, you're able to pick up on that. And in that moment right there, you know, exactly how I'm feeling and what I mean. Mm. I think we have some time before we get there, but uh, I mean, that would just be, that would just be an amazing place. I feel like to be in at one point because miscommunication is like such a thing that I feel like we just accept and know, you know what I mean? It's just like miscommunication just happens all the time. And we just like openly accept it as like, Oh yeah, no, that happens always that we misunderstand Mm -hmm. each other and we miscommunicate and we don't fully grasp how that person felt or meant. And it's just to me that that whole idea is just, it's so interesting. Yeah. I, I have so many, that makes me think so many things because I think we put so much emphasis on needing to um, present a persona that we aren't fully reading people's energy. But if I'm standing in front of you and I'm completely taking myself out of the equation, maybe I'm not able to read your mind, but I'm definitely able to feel your energy, right? Mm. And there's definitely misunderstanding about your frequency that you're putting up. But I also think that, um, you know, to a greater or lesser extent, we're always going to be everyone is able to read energy, but it's just the amount, the extent to which we are blocked because of our own mm-hmm. uh, stuff. You know, part of me thinks that we, we could, and there are probably some people that can do it already now, but um, it's also just, you know, the, it's the unbecoming, right? It's, it's us getting out of our own way in order to be able to feel all that stuff and to not misunderstand what's happening in front of us. Yeah. And I think that's so true. I think right now we all can read each other's energy. It is just the barriers that we've created on our own, either through our own thought of thinking it's impossible. So right there, we cut ourselves off to being able to do that. And I think so much time too, we have to like 
remember and focus in on how much nonverbal communication actually happens and how when yeah. somebody like when you ever like we've all experienced this like when we walk into a room we can in that moment feel the energy that's there mm. sometimes it feels great sometimes it's like you know something very awkward just happened you know something really uncomfortable is going on and it's like we can feel that stuff and it's just tapping into that more and just bringing our awareness more to it that that is a very viable way for us to communicate and understand each other yeah, absolutely. And then if you want to go a layer deeper, then you also have our constructive reality, right? Which also gets in the way of us uh, misunderstanding what is purely right in front of us too. So the more we deconstruct our idea of what reality is, how life works, as if there's only one way, um, that also allows us to, to see more and feel more. And all, all these undoings and unblockings within us open up our abilities to see, feel, and pick up on more and more and more in different, in different layers. Got it. Yes. And Jenna, I want to ask you just more about like the app of my human design. So just so people can know more about it and understand it more. Um, what can people expect when they go to the app or they go to their site? Like what are some of the things that are offered there uh, that will allow people to connect more to, to who they really came here to be? Yeah. So the app was basically I told you that my my um, waiting list was really long for people who wanted to book readings. And so I thought to myself, what would be the way that I could get everyone who wanted a reading a reading? And if they could get a reading for themselves and for their kids and their partner and their co-workers and everything unlimited. So the app is, is designed to do basically that. You pay a small monthly fee to get um, a full reading from me, written and audio. So I read it out to you. Um, and it's customized to all the different parts of your chart. So your digestion, your strongest sense, the way you manifest, how you make things happen in your life, your, um, your purpose in this life, everything, it covers everything. And then you get 200 days of customized tips to help you live that specific design. You also get to look up as many people as you want and get readings for all of them in the same way, written and read to, by me, to you, by me. Mm -hmm. And, um, we're launching new features on there all the time. So we are launching a voice notes feature on there soon where I'll read you like the energy of the day or little updates if you want to go deeper on just deep diving into human design in general and learning about all the different types and stuff. Um, so it's really just an easy portal to what I think one of the biggest problems with spirituality at the moment is, which is, um, you know, the pricing and the fact that it's, it's gatekept a lot, right? Everything is a 555 program for how to live your best life or whatever, but not everyone can afford five, $555, mm. um, especially not to something that isn't absolutely um, guaranteed to deliver you what you are hoping for it to deliver. Spirituality is a, is a, an unregulated industry, right? So people can make very high polluting promises. And I often feel like with spirituality, people come to it when we are most lost or most in need of help. And like I was, and so we need people who we need places and we need resources that will practically help us. You know, like these are the tangible things you can do. Not you need to be surrendered more and that's why your life isn't working. Just surrender and everything will be fine. That didn't work for me. Hmm. So that was the, the real thing about the app is like I wanted the single mom in, you know, Minnesota who doesn't care about Kundalini yoga because I don't think, you know, you don't need any of these things in order to improve your life right? You just need to get to know who you are and live that way and be in your sovereignty and be in your power. And that's what spirituality really is. So I really, it was really a way for me to just try to democratize uh, 
what is essentially a spiritual tool, but for, for anyone, you know, and there isn't a single person that I've come across who doesn't want to know who they are and how they can make their life better, whether they identify as spiritual or not. So that's really the intention with, with the app. And then with the website, um, which is just myhumandesign.com, we have like deeper courses for people who want to learn much more about human design in general. We have courses for people who want to be readers, right? So who want to go into the profession of being human design readers. I have a teacher training on there or people who just want to go and casually look up someone's chart without a full explanation, but just kind of like look it up on your desktop or whatever. So there's, there's, we try to run the gamut of whatever it is that you could want out of human design and you can take and go as deep as, as you want to go. Got it. And you mentioned before with the, um, with the app, the 200 tips, where do those tips come from in order to help people be themselves? So they're derivatives from your chart and they're all written by me. So let's say, for example, day one um, is a tip on it isn't, but I'm just making this up. Day one is a tip about optimizing your digestion. OK, and you know everything, all the facts about your digestion in your chart, but you'll need like a practical tip. Let's say, for example, like, oh, if you're um, designed to only eat cold food, but you love smoothies, try, you know, dethawing things before. That means you can still have your smoothie bowl or whatever. Uh, that came from that isn't an actual tip but that just came off the top of my head of like how to actually implement it into your real life right rather than say to people like this is how you're meant to do things like we break it down so it's designed to really just like help you apply the information into real life and again this all comes from the exact time and moment that we were born and place yeah and place got it got it yes wow <laughs> Can you give just more of an understanding behind that concept? What is the, the special part of the exact time and place that we were born? So, you know how you were saying to me that when you walk into a room, something has, it has energy. Mm. It's same with different places in the world at different times. The energy is always changing. And if you, am I allowed to get a little scientific on, on you here? Please. Okay. So, um, basically we use the position of the planets just like they do in astrology but not because of what the planets symbolize like they do in astrology but because we are swimming in a sea of subatomic particles called neutrinos like if we were to be able to look at empty air it's mm. full 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 of billions and billions of subatomic particles and they all contain information they all contain energy and the biggest streams of these subatomic particles called neutrinos come from the planets and so they are hitting different energy points in the ethers in the in in our world at specific points in specific times and so the soul chooses the energy that it wants to pop in through because mm. that energy is a match for the soul's signature so if we can match the energy of the space and place that you are born in that tells us about your default setting let's say and so we can measure obviously souls know what they do before they come here and they choose the exact same, same time and place and all their parents and everything everything they need so if we can measure the the entry point we know what you should always be going back to energetically. And how do we discover, because there's billions of energy points, right? When people have come into the world, where does the data come from? How do we, where does the measurements come from uh, for each person's very specific exact time and place? So um, if you want to, I don't know if you've ever seen an astrology chart. It's kind of like a wheel, right? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen those? I have, yeah, yeah. 
So you can map the movement of the planets around this specific wheel, around the specific angles to the Earth, right? And if you imagine where everything is, um, you know, as it rotates around the sun. Now, yeah. in astrology, in human design, we measure all those planets, but we also measure Earth, the position of Earth at the time you were born to. And obviously, we use the moon and Jupiter and Mars and blah, blah, blah. So basically, what it's saying is... Um, this wheel is mapped against the 64 energies that are identified by the Chinese I Ching, right? So we, we superimpose the Chinese I Ching wheel over the, the wheel of the planets. Tell me if I'm losing you. And we measure which, um, which energy, which I Ching number each planet is transiting through. And if that I Ching number is being hit by a planet, then that is an energy that is present on Earth and in your specific uh, area, your specific time zone that you're born in. And so that is an energy that you get seeded with at the time. So let's say, for example, today has a specific energy on Earth, right? And in different places in the world, we're experiencing that slightly differently. Today is a day, let's just make it up and say it's a very, um, you know, it's a very forgiving day energetically, right? And everybody in the world is feeling a little bit more forgiving than normal. We have access, I should say. We have access to more forgiveness energy than we inherently do. Mm -hmm. A person that was born today would inherently have that. So that's where we can measure what is inherent. So interesting. I honestly asked that question as just like a student wanting to learn more mm-hmm. and understand more because I, yeah. when you, when you said that before, I, I totally believe in that and get that. And in my, like, you know, when we hear things and know things as like our truth and we just know that that is how it is because it just resonates and connects with us in a way that's almost unexplainable. It just feels so right. And when you said, right, there's all these different energies and things and, and all these energies in, in each moment and our soul picks when yeah. it's when it wants to come through, which type of energy into this realm and into this world that just yeah. really connected with me. And I'm like, I could not agree more and feel like that is exactly how it is. I'm so pleased. Yeah. That's the thing about truth with a capital T. It's not about what I'm saying. It's not even about what human design is saying. It's about if you are using modalities and really getting yourself out of the way, all these things lead to the same, you know, all the religions, all the, you know, theories all lead to the same thing and and when it rings inside you that's when you know that it's you know it's true yeah it is so special when you have that feeling inside you and you just it connects with you and you're like yep that that's that is what it is and so i've read books and listened to books and there's been moments where it's like something like that will happen and it'll connect and, and hit me and it's like i've had that thought before but couldn't put it into words and yeah. like you know and like thank you for someone else putting mm. it into words and in each time like right and in each time you hear it it just like locks in and connects a little bit more and then you might hear it from another teacher or another author or somebody else or just a random person on the street and you'll hear them say it in like a slightly different way and you're like there it is again mm. it's just so beautiful when we're able to you know, yeah yeah link into these things and and have that feeling of just universal truth. It's awesome. Absolutely. I love that you asked that question though, because no one has ever asked me that before. And I really, it's nice to be able to, when it's something that you love so much and it's your craft, 
it's nice to be asked questions about all the various angles of it rather than the same things that people ask you over and over again. So mm. it really reconnects me with my joy of why I love it so much. Just yeah. even, you know, pulling in different, pulling at different aspects of the information. Yeah. Just honestly, just so intrigued, just so interested, like things like this just really get me like spirituality, understanding more about frequency, energy, um, the truth of who we are and our souls is like the things that really get me excited. Yeah. And I feel like, right. I feel like it's like not even Justin. It is like my inner being that gets really excited. Yeah. It's, it's not me consciously thinking of them. It's just like, I get this light up in my soul and in my being. And then that makes me use my mouth and words and ask those questions. Mm. Cause I just want to learn more about those things. Amazing. Uh, yes. And Jenna, I'm curious who, you know, who, are you here to be? Who did you come here to be through the test, through, you know, the app, through your own human design? Who are you? Who did you come here to be? So it's interesting. Um, I could tell you all the different parts of my human design chart, you know, of which there are many, many, many yep. layers. And, or I could also say to you that, you know, yes, I'm, this is my energy type. This is my profile. This is how my intuition functions. This is my digestion. These are my gifts. These are my traits. That's one level, right? Is learning all the actual facts. The second level is learning how, um, you know, all these things in combination start to paint a specific picture. So you and I could have two of the same traits, but then I have them with 10 others and you have them with 10 different ones. And so then they, um, they come out, they emanate, they radiate completely differently in the way all these different bits intertwine, right? So the story of who you are is, uh, is so multi-layered, but I also think that we are so obsessed with, um, you know, who we are and what our purpose is and what did we come here to be? And I just don't think there's any way that me at 35 can tell you what I come here to be. I just, I think it's, it's, it's like a fixation that sometimes helps us feel better when we know the answer to that. But I think recently I've become okay with not knowing. I've always known that, um, you know, I'm sure I'll do many different things in, in one life as, as all of us will, because we're gonna live so much longer. Um, but I know that I love teaching and I know that I am really a, a science, always have been a science nerd at heart, always been obsessed with like really scientific mechanical things and then always able to um, communicate them in ways that are easy for other people to understand. I was doing that when I was 17, teaching other people about the physics classes we were doing and, you know, that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. I think there's always through lines of the skills that you're really good at, but you can actually apply them to millions of different things. And that's also where I think we get our purpose and who do we come here to be wrong? Because we start to think of job, we start to think in terms of job titles rather than like, what are the things that I'm really good at? And then letting the avenues um, that they can be applied to change based on where we're at in our lives and our current interests and, you know, different um, just iterations of who we are are changing. But for example, if you're always good at illustrating and you always loved illustrating, you can do a hundred different things with that. And you probably could do 20 of them in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what also fascinates me so much is that this obsession with purpose gets replaced with a curiosity for what is it? How does God move through your bones? What's the through line? And how does it get expressed through the specific uh, gifts and skills that come easy to you? Mm. That was beautiful. That just really, um, that just hit me on like another level because 
I think about that sometimes. I'm like, what am I here for? What is my purpose? Mm -hmm. And, you know, in moments, it feels like a really healthy thought. And in other moments, it feels like me trying to really identify this one thing blocks me off to other infinite possibilities of other things. Right. If I think I'm supposed to do whatever in this exact way, Mm -hmm. I feel like it stifles me in a way it feels, it feels, it doesn't feel abundant. Mm -hmm. It doesn't feel infinite. Yeah. And really what we're searching for there is a guarantee, right? We want to say, okay, uh, you know, I'm, you want to go to someone and have them say, you came here to be a podcaster, but no one comes here to be just a podcaster. You know, that's just one temporary avenue of it all right and so what we're searching for is the security of if you do this you'll be good at it and the only guarantee of if you do this you'll be good at it is if you do what you are specifically good at if Mm. you use those random skills that come so easy to you that you have no idea how they come so easy to you and you just would do them for fun if you can figure out a funnel to put those through a way that you can get those out every single day that's the guarantee and I think that's that's a much deeper sense of security than needing to fixate on the job title or the description of the way you you say you are to the outside world. Yeah, because a lot of, um, you know, a podcaster, but I'll, I'll really think of like being a speaker and an author. And those mm-hmm. are, right, those are titles, but it really comes down to, it's like, really, what brings me joy? What makes me happy? What, what <laughs> flows through me abundantly without me even trying? Mm-hmm. And, you know, getting fixated on like, well, how come I'm not this, you know, this huge speaker yet is so diminishing to my soul and my growth, you know, and, and mm-hmm. wondering why am I not at this place where I think that I should be in order to do the work and, and to help people in, in the way that I'm supposed to. And then when I can take a step back and just tune and zone in to, okay, what makes me happy? What makes me happy is, is being there for other people, is speaking about gratitude, uh, helping people connect to that, is spreading more love helping people feel more self-love and understanding the importance of that, understanding how that we are love and just reconnecting and remembering that that is the truth of who we are and just being there to hear people, to listen to them, um, to give them love. Um, I think one of the, and as you're just saying that, like, I think one of the gifts that I have that comes really naturally is seeing the good in people and, really being like their cheerleader in a moment of like, I literally had a friend that um, she got laid off like a week ago and it was in a job that she wasn't happy with at all. So when she told me she got laid off, I was like, good for you. I'm like, that's awesome. And I wonder how many people told her good for you that you just got laid off. And I, it just came so naturally just to talk to her about this is like a beautiful moment for you. This opens up a possibility. Like you manifested this, you know what I mean? And I think just being there for people and really talking them up. Is, is something that is a gift of mine that just comes very, very naturally. And I love being that for it's people, mm. right? It feels so good. And I, I think you're right. Just really connecting more to like what brings me joy, what brings me happiness and letting it flow out of me and however it, it flows out. But really the, the thing to focus on is that not on the title or the job or what that looks like, but, but looking at it in a different way and going more in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, um, it's so amazing that you are able to 
pinpoint. It, it's something so humble, you know, talking people up. I think one of the things that blocks people a lot is that they don't think that that could be enough to be their special thing because they, they need to see where it's going to take them and what it's going to bring them and blah, blah, blah. But if you can hone in on that and really own that and then bring it to the center of everything you do, whatever that thing is, that mm. small, humble sound thing, um, that's really where the magic is. And then there's other ways to, to elevate that too, where you do it for the right things. You don't do it for validation. You don't expect to get anything back for it. You don't front whilst you do it. You give purely, you, give, you get yourself out of the way. You do it in service to your gifts. And there's so many different things you can do to tweak it, but it's, it's that, you know? And then even if you have 20 other careers, you've still gotten better at your main skills. So it doesn't matter about the, the, uh, the outfit that it's currently wearing and if, how many times you change outfits because you've grown your, your special God flavor, you know? Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of the teachers who I absolutely love is Abraham Hicks. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, just of them brilliant like such a some of the most forward-thinking revolutionary conversations and thoughts i've ever heard uh or right or witnessed and Mm -hmm. something that uh is coming up a lot in in her teachings that i'm listening to is feeling good it's like so important for us to Mm -hmm. feel feel good and my brother had been listening to abraham hicks for longer like for years before me and he would say these, like, it's important to feel good. And I never really understood it. I'm like, okay, yeah, of course we want to feel good. But what she really hones in on is when you're having a thought, if that thought does not make you feel good, remove that thought, stop having that thought, really? let that thought be the awareness to what you don't want, which is a beautiful thing. Cause then it tells you and makes it more clear for you what you do want. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, if you are, you know, getting frustrated with one of your friends who called you late on your birthday, and you're like, what took so long? They called you a day after, whatever it may have been. And you're having the thought, it's like, why didn't they call me? What were they thinking? Like, that does not feel good, right? I think we can all agree that sort of a thought does not feel good for us to have internally. So shift that thought to something else, right? Like that lets us know what we don't want, the feelings that we don't want. So have a shifting thought of being like, they're for my friend. I know that they love me. I'm sure they were mm-hmm. busy. Things come up, mm-hmm. forgiving, releasing, accepting what is. And it's that sort of a thing because when you have the thought of my friend is beautiful and they love me and I forgive them, things come up. It's not the end of the world. That feels so much better. That is the good feeling that we want as opposed to the other feeling that does not feel good and that we don't want. And I think that's how that helps us connect with like what, who we really are, because when we can on a daily basis, have the mindfulness to be in a spot to be like, okay, what is actually making me feel good? That aligns more to our soul and who we are and our passion and what makes us feel good so that we can give more of that out into the world. Mm. And, right. Anyone listening, Abraham Hicks, please check her out. If you're interested at all, just books on YouTube all over the place. The teachings I think will blow your mind. And that is one of the, one of the most beautiful ones. And that's something I'm really coming back to more and more and more each day, being mindful, being aware of my thoughts and honing in and focusing on the ones that make me feel good. Because yeah. for example, sorry, really quickly, for example, when I talked to my yeah. friend the other day, that made me feel really good. You know what I mean? Like me sitting there and being like, well, she shouldn't have lost her job. Like, oh, I wonder what happened. You know what I mean? Like any sort of negative thought that doesn't feel good, but being there for her, consoling her, letting her know that now she has an infinite 
unknown possibilities coming like that. Those are the thoughts. Those are the things that made me feel good. And right. And those are the things that are, are speaking truth to my soul and that are coming out from me in the most purest form of really who I am. And it feels so clean when we focus on the things that feel good, it feels effortless. And it feels just like it does. It feels really, really clean. And we can feel ourselves vibrating on a higher level than we do when we're having those not so great, not feel good thoughts. Absolutely. It's so simple, but it's just so profound. It, <laughs> it is so simple. And what Abraham talks about too, which is what I've done forever, is like when we have the, the not so good thought, we tend to hone in and focus on that so much. We think about mm. what we don't want, right? It's like, oh, I hope this doesn't happen. And that's what we focus on. But again, it is yeah. a beautiful tool that just lets us know what we don't want. So it can make it crystal clear what we actually do want. And mm. that contrast is everything. That contrast allows yeah. us to grow and expand. And the universe is forever expanding. And it allows us to, to do that more and to grow into a higher level of our being and ourself. And right, it sounds so simple when we say it right now, and it obviously it is more difficult when the time is actually happening. And Abraham talks about that too, where it's like, that is the thing you need in order to find out the contrast and to find out what you really do want. And that is the tool. But we, instead of that being the tool for our expansion and our infinite possibilities, it hinders us. And it's the thing that we focus on that actually brings us down when it should be the thing that lifts us up. But we mm. just can view it and see it in that you know, negative way. And it just lowers our vibration when it's actually the thing there to, to higher our vibration. Yeah. It's, um, it's a practice, you know, and that's why I think it's so easy to say, but it's something that we have to do every single day is say, okay, well, I, I don't want to think negatively because it costs me too much. So every time I catch myself doing it, I'm going to take the time to turn it around. And it's really just, it's being more mindful. And the thing that's helped me be more mindful is meditation. Like, cause anytime like I hear someone being like, yeah, just be more mindful. It's like, well, how, how do I be more mindful? How do I catch myself in those moments to change my thought from negative to positive? And something that's helped me a lot is, is meditation. Um, Amazing. And it is like, it, like we say it, like it's work, but it's like really fun work. It's like, there needs to be a new term for what that is. Cause again, so that's why- true. Our vocabulary, our, our, our vocabulary, our language are, is, is so limited, like we mentioned before. And like, that's just one of them. I yeah. feel like when we take care of ourselves and we practice self-love, it can be viewed as selfish. And it's like, that's not the right word for that either. Yeah, we, we absolutely. Need... Falls too short. <laughs> it really, really does. Um, and then Jenna, a couple of the things I wanted to ask you about. I saw on there, you have the five main energy types, right? So we have manifester, manifesting generator, generator, projector, and reflector. Mm -hmm. Can you please just speak a little bit more um, on that and, and what those mean? Yeah. So your energy type is not your personality. So you and I can have the same energy type and be completely different in terms of how we show up in the world. 
But what we would have in common is how we, everything in life is giving in and receiving energy. It's exchanging energy, whether it's with the universe, whether it's people, whether it's with opportunities and synchronicities and possibilities, it's always an exchange of energy. And so your energy type is how you specifically are meant to exchange energy with the world around you, how your energy levels and patterns look. So um, manifestors are people who are here to, um, they're sort of trailblazers in the sense that they have these spontaneous urges to do things, okay? And when they feel overcome by doing something, they just, it's like they're working at 200% and they just do it. And they just kind of, it's like this big ball of energy and they execute something and then they finish it, right? So they're either working at 200% or then they're back to 20%. They're either really passionate and really doing something and really making it happen. And then they need to go back and, and refuel until the next time they got that spontaneous urge. So they're very big energy as people, but they're also, you know, not consistent, right? So they're not people who are here for the nine to five for sure, right? They're, they're mm -hmm. not built that, not, we're not supposed to want them to be predictable, right? They're here to just do what they fancy when it comes to them, when it comes from a place of connection to source, right? Mm -hmm. um, when they're in their divine nature and just doing what they're moved to do. And then they stop and then they wait until they're moved again to do the next thing. So historically, um, all the kings and queens, and everyone who ever conquered a country, like most of them were manifestors throughout history because they're the people that really just like go and make something happen or create a movement. So you think about creating movements, you also think about someone like Gloria Steinem who did so much for the women's movement or someone like J.R.R. Tolkien who you know wrote this whole fantasy world for people to live in, that's a creating a movement. And what happens is they just go ahead and they do their thing and they create the movement. And then people who, observe them and go, oh, wow, I want to be part of that. Well, that looks cool. Follow them. So they are leaders, but not because they're making people follow them. They're leaders because they're just going for it anyway. And if you fancy going, you're coming along for the ride. So that's a manifesto. So manifestors never want to be telling people like, do you want to come? Like, oh, this is why you should come. You know, like they're always out of their power when they're sort of like trying to apologize, convince, explain, you know, describe it too much, get people to get them. It's always, or people pleasing too much because they want to feel like people are always going to be with them. They don't want to feel alone. They need to just say, you know what? I'm going here and I trust that the right people are going to follow me. So that's manifestors. Then you have generators and generators are people who just, their function in life is to make good energy. Okay, so if you think about someone like Oprah or Jennifer Lopez or Beyonce they're doing things that they love. They're not worrying about doing things for people, but because they are so lit up in what they're doing, we just want to be around them, consume whatever they're doing, be near them. It's like mm -hmm. so shiny and juicy and sparkly and magnetic, and they could be doing whatever it is that they like to do, as long as they're doing what they like doing. And so like the word generator, they generate good energy when they're doing what they love. Right. And then other people get to enjoy the spillover of that good energy, because when you're doing something you love, it like literally freaking can't help but burst out of you. And then everyone else gets to, you know, um, benefit from that. So often, you know, when you talk about, OK, well, it's not about what people are making. It's not about the products or services that you're offering. People want you. People want your energy. That is especially true for people like generators, because 
there is nothing more magnetic in this world than a generator who's making themselves happy. Mm. And generators are out of their power when they are going out of their way to make others happy because they feel like it's their duty or because they have to. They were told when they were kids, you have to go to your Friday night to see your grandma, even if you don't want to, because that will make you a good person, blah, blah, blah. So that's the real like generator conditioning is when they start valuing themselves on what they should be doing mm. rather than trusting that the universe is making them excited to do the specific things they're excited to do for a reason. And that will be the way that they will help lift up the most amount of people, the world, the most raise the frequency, the most, the whole thing. And they're really ruled by their gut generators. They're very visceral people. They love when they see something they want, whether it's a food, whether it's an opportunity, whether it's a person, it's like they feel drawn, physically drawn to it, or they feel like their gut gets excited. You can see them doing like physical it shows up in their physicality very often. So they're really ruled by their gut and the gut is a yes or no mechanism meaning you don't ask a generator an open-ended question like what's your purpose what are you here to do generators don't know how to answer that but if you narrow it down and say to a generator do you want um sushi or mexican tonight they'll be much easier it'll be much easier for them to answer that because they can they can imagine it taste it conceive it and then they can say actually my gut wants that or no it doesn't want that so that's generators for you and then you have manifesting generators, which are a hybrid of the previous two types. So they have the, spontane the spontaneity of manifestors and that kind of big energy, but they also have the engine of a generator, which is more consistent and shows up more consistently. So manifesting generators are people who are very sort of like the classic multi-hyphenates of this world, right? Singer, dancer, producer, that kind of thing, or, you know, actor, philanthropist, blah, blah, blah. So you think about Angelina Jolie, who wears so many different hats, or you think about um, Tony Robbins, who just does so much, you know? Mm. You think about Jessica Alba, who has her eco company and does acting. So it's these people who do these, show up in these ways that are previously kind of unimaginable, inconceivable, or didn't exist before they came along. And they often will have many different passions. Sometimes they'll do them at the same time. Sometimes they'll just literally go through so many different phases in their one life. But what is really um, with their energy, it's really the same thing as generators in the sense that when they're doing what they love, they can do it all day long and not get tired, but also that they have to listen to these random spontaneous changes with, with manifesting generators. So uh, whereas with a generator, you could say, do you want to go to the movies in two weeks or go on holiday in two weeks? And I'll be like, yeah, sure. Or yes or no. With manifesting generators, they could change their mind at the last minute. They could be halfway through a book and then get bored. They could have started a business and then all of a sudden realized, you know what, I've kind of figured this out. They are very quick to master things. So they don't need to hang around for as, as long as most people do um, before they move on to the next thing. So that's manifesting generators. Um, and then you have projectors and projectors are the newest type out of all the types. And they are basically here to help all the other types manage their energy better and use their energy better. So instead of how a projector is supposed to use their energy, it's how is a projector here to help other people use their energy better. So um, projectors are here to help people refine, tweak, improve, you know, get from A to B in whatever way they are passionate about in a better way. Um, so projectors are people who it's about what they see and what things that they can spot that could be made better rather than like what they're here to push and achieve and force and da, 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 da. It's like the more people you're serving who can, the more people you're helping achieve what they want, the better, mm -hmm. the more successful you'll be. 
So instead of trying to keep up with the rest of the world, because they're much slower moving than everybody else, instead of trying to keep up with the rest of the world and busy yourself and, and think that your success will come from filling your days with a thousand things, it's actually the more you can like refine things and figure things out in your mind and observe stuff that you're really interested in and ask those questions about how you would, what system could you offer that would make someone else be better at what it is they're wanting to do? That's going to be you as a projector. So projectors are not really, their work pattern is not, um, you know, doesn't look like everybody else's work pattern because if you're always doing, you're not having as much time to see. So it's much more slow time for observation. It's much more deducing, figuring out, pondering, turning things over in your head, that kind of thing. And again, with language, like, does it mean that no one else is supposed to ponder or turn things over in their heads? Absolutely not. But specifically for your energy and for your success in creating a life you want, that's, that's what a projector is here to do. And then you have reflectors and reflectors are really a special bunch, but they're only 1% of the population. And in the way that a projector's wisdom is in what they see about what you could do differently or better, a reflector is a whole different kind of wisdom because they are, as the name suggests, they are completely blank slates. They change so much in the course of a month, let alone a year. They're so fluid in their identity. They take on and mirror so much of the world's energy that's going on around them that when you are with a reflector, you have the chance to really discover and feel and see yourself when you're talking to them. They are real true mirrors. And you know that saying of like, oh, what you see in others is what you see in yourself. It's like that, but on speed, okay? So it's literally like all the, if you can think about a reflector that you know, if you're lucky enough to know one, the three things that you would use to describe them is how you would, is how you are, actually. It's truly how you are. So reflectors belong at the center of the tribe in the sense that they are the true shamans of, that show us how well we're doing as a society. And I know this is really conceptual, but essentially with reflectors, they can be super energized and super on it one minute. And then the next day they're, you know, really Zen and really chill and really whatever, because they mirror the environments that they're in. And so they really, really pick up on the truth of what's going on with us as humanity in such a powerful way more than any of us can, because we all have like a thing we're supposed to be doing, whereas the reflectors are just here to show us. And um, again, this can be done through so many different careers, but um, you know, that that's what they're here to do is like to point us to our failings and our successes. Hmm. Can I ask which are you? Which energy? I'm a projector. Are you a projector really? Yeah, so what are you? Do you know? You'd have to look yourself up. I would have to, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I could guess, but I, I would I would have to, to look it up to really know. Yeah. Because the things that connected most with me, and honestly, I, I this is awesome. As you we were saying it too, I was like, I think Jenna is a projector. As that's you were so going. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's what wow. Because that's what you're doing in your app and in, in your work and your passion. You're helping people be the highest, become the best version of themselves. Um, yeah, and you connect know, to, you know. could be any type and do what I'm doing. It's just that the energy you would do it with would be completely different, right? So if, uh, if I was a manifesting generator and doing my app, I'd be like pulling in, I don't know, I'd be pulling in different modalities. I'd be studying something else on the side. I'd be putting the two things together. If I was a generator, I'd be focusing more on like how much I love human design and sharing it with people and then having them just like bathe in the energy of how much I love it. You know, it's just a different... Yeah. It's just a different process, a different way that we use energy. So, 
I, I will look it up. I, I connected really a lot with manifestor and generator. So I'm wondering mm -hmm. if it's a manifesting generator. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Cause how you talk, kind of talked about like the movement and like in, in my movement of literally spreading love, I don't, you know, I'm not like striving and clenching and like, follow me, look what I'm doing. Like, come join, mm -hmm. like, please. It's just leading and being the best version of myself to show the example and like who wants to come can come. And if you don't want to come, that's cool. I still love you. Beautiful. That's like, if that's, if you're not at that point of the journey yet, that's all it's couldn't be more. Okay. Totally. We're not having any like anger or resentment towards people who are picking hate or negativity in a moment. Cause I've picked those mm -hmm. things before too. Mm -hmm. So it's okay. Oh, yeah. Interesting. That's awesome. And, um, wow, that was great. And then, so that was Jenna, you've been amazing. You've been so informative. You've been such a great teacher for me right now and just allowed me to learn more and grasp more of these concepts and understandings. Uh, and I was really coming into this conversation, really excited to, to learn myself, but to be able to share this with all the listeners mm -hmm. and everybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and then the one, the last question, uh, and the question I ask everybody uh, so I'll just preface it too. So my objective and goal in life is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet uh, to be in a place that's more loving and kind and peaceful and empathetic, vulnerable. Um, one that is more one, one that is more connected to our truth that that is love. Um, one that's really just more compassionate. Uh, and again, understanding and accepting of one another, one that judges less um, so the question is, uh, you know, in this shift of consciousness, how do you feel like you are contributing to that shift every day? That's such a beautiful question. I love that. I think one of the main, um, blocks for me, I think the problem that I'm sort of solving, trying to solve in myself and then hopefully helping other people solve too, is, you know, what you were saying about love and compassion. I think that, it's really difficult for us to give those things blindly until we see and understand who we are for who we are and other people for who they are. And so I think sometimes we're so emotional and we're so blocked and we have so many fears that sometimes having an actual system that is outside of, it's, it's just on paper, it's there, right? And it says, okay, you know what? Like I'll tell you, Justin, I healed my relationship with my mom so much when I looked at her human design because it made me realize like, oh, that's why she does those things. Not my assumption that it's a bad thing or it's an unaligned thing because it's unaligned for me. So it's, it's hopefully what I'm doing is giving people these kind of, um, breaks away from the assumptions that block us from the love because I think the love and compassion comes to us naturally we just need to remove all the things that are blocking it yeah. and so I think a system like this is just helping dissolve some blocks and they can just literally as soon as you learn something new about yourself or someone else's why or how they function it can dissolve all of those assumptions all of those judgments all those reasons that you think they're doing why they're doing what they do and blah 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 so I think that's the main thing I really think is um and I say this so often as I really think that understanding will heal the world because I don't think you can have compact like true compassion mm -hmm. I think you can 
try to feel compassionate towards something, but I think you can truly feel natural compassion when you have understanding. And I think when you have compassion, then you have love, when you have appreciation. Like I have a friend who, just to go off on a tangent, I have a friend who's so different to me, okay? She's very strategic, very consistent, very on it, very, um, you know, very, very good at forward thinking and I'm very just kind of think in the moment and go with the flow and all that sort of thing. And when we spend time together, I think if we'd been friends 10 years ago, we would have bumped up against each other so much because I would have been so insecure about who I was thinking every time I'd see her, I'd be thinking, should I be more like her? Would that be, make me better? Or should, she, or should she be more like me? And so I'm othering, othering, othering all the time. Whereas now we, it's like the most incredible thing when we're together because we know which one of us should take which part of the day, which challenge, which thing, you know? She is so amazing at thinking about okay, how do we get from A to B? But then for example, if the plans change and all of a sudden we need to make lunch to take with us on the go and she just doesn't know how to do that and look in the fridge and assemble something, I can come in. And we both look at each other in wonder of what we both can naturally do. And that's where I think you can truly look at a human being and go, wow, you are amazing because you're no longer trying to think you're no longer seeing other people's differences as meaning that you're better or they're better or they're worse or you're worse. So then there's none of that judgment crap that comes in because you're like, oh, we are just different. And mm. both is really cool. And she's aligned for her and I'm aligned for me. I'm not going to try and make her like me or vice versa. <laughs> so that's my, that's my real passion. Uh, that was the best. That was so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best feeling. I swear. I wish this is what I, I want everybody to feel like that. It's, so freeing and from someone who was so judgmental and so weighed down by otherness it's just it's a whole different way of living mm. that really just felt so good when you were talking about the understanding of each other and understanding can really lead to compassion which re which leads to love really resonated and Thank felt you. yeah and i've asked that question to every single guest on the podcast and it's amazing the responses that i get and i've never had that sort like that exact response. And um, that really was just so, so spot on. And I couldn't agree more. Just understanding where people come from and who they are. And on most times people really just like trying their best based off of what they've been given and based off of their prior experiences that have brought them to this one piece, this one part that we're meeting at, right? We're meeting here mm -hmm. at this one part but there's billions of other things that have happened to them that have led them to that one thing. Yeah. And just trying to, but I yeah. also think you owe it to find people. You owe it to yourself to find people's genius, even when they can't see it because uh, yeah. you be in wonder of them. And sometimes it's not easy for them, but it's also so much more pleasurable for you to see genius in everybody. It is makes life so magical um, so it's not just this like, oh, you're doing this amazing, like spiritual, you know, um, charity to everyone by being nice to them. It's like, actually, it makes life so much more fun, too. <laughs> it's like you're seeing, I love that, the genius, you're seeing the love, the beauty, the genius in everybody and somebody in that moment and how much of a better way to look at somebody in that light than in a negative, crappy, you suck, why are you this way sort of a, of a way. Yeah. And that's like the thing too. It's like choosing and like, it's awesome that we get to make the choice. What do we want to focus on? Do you want to focus on their genius and their beauty? Or do you want to focus on the not so great thing that they did or the not so great way that they acted or, you know, them just being a little bit unaligned in this moment?
Yeah. And, you know, we all are the really interesting. One of the really fascinating things that changed for me in learning human design is that it's like our best traits and our negative traits are two sides of the same coin. There's a positive and a negative expression for everything. And we all that trait is going to come out of us one way or the other. Right. So we the more we learn to kind of funnel it into the positive stuff, the better. But listen, it comes out in negative ways in all of us sometimes too. And so when I see someone who's being freaking combative, I'm like, and I know they're human design, I'm like, that's because they're here to be a freaking warrior of the light. But you know, they're learning how to master that skill. And sometimes if they're misusing it or underusing it, or it's fueled by fear, it'll come out in a combative way. But who am I to say that being combative is worse than being a people pleaser or worse than feeling sorry for yourself or whatever, like mm-hmm. all the negative traits are just as negative as each other. So, mm-hmm. you know, all this kind of wronging we do about there be one unforgivable negative trait that we just can't accept in anyone is, is also a myth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Very frankly, I realize that, that everyone is, uh, has positive and negative expressions. Absolutely. Yes, Jenna, before, uh, that was so good. Before we cut out, if you can just, um, just again, let everybody know where they can find um, you on social media. Uh, I know you mentioned it before, but if you can just mention uh, the link to the website uh, for my yeah. human design, just so people can, you can reach out uh, and, and learn and accept and understand who their soul is and who <laughs> they came here to be. I love it. It's just myhumandesign.com and the app is myhumandesign2. Um, on, it's on both. We are on Android and Apple. So you can find us basically everywhere. Love it. And then the social media stuff just for you too. And then for also my human, my human design on Instagram and my personal one is just at Jenna Zoe, J E N N A Z O E. Great. Ah, thank you for being here. Ah, this, uh, you know, (laughs) say that again. I love speaking to you. I loved it as well. I have been, uh, I mentioned this to you in the beginning. I've been very tired over the past week. Um, our baby girl was, was born a week ago mm. and, uh, I didn't know, you know, you have to, my wife is breastfeeding and you have to breastfeed every two to three hours. And my wife had a C-section. So I'm helping her in, in everything, right? It's like a surgery she had. So I'm getting up every single time. And you know, when you're on consistent, only two to three hours, two to three hours of sleep, um, per time you're sleeping, it can get very exhausting. Uh, and I was yeah. been very, very tired. It's been really rewarding and amazing. It's like a good tired, you know what I mean? It's so mm-hmm. worth being tired. Um, wow. but I have been really quite exhausted and this conversation, that's why these conversations are incredible. And I love them so much. I love having them. I love sharing them because this just reinvigorated me and brought so much more energy into myself and my being. So oh. thank you. Thank you for that. Me too. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, really, this was a pleasure. Really got to learn so much. Thank you so much for sharing your passion and what you're doing um, and just breaking it down so people could you know, understand it uh, a little bit better um, so they can seek out who their soul came here to be. Because that is like one of the most important questions I think that we can ask ourselves in this realm and in this reality. So thank you for being at the forefront and helping people discover that. Thank you so much. Of course. Everybody, thank you for being here. Definitely go check out um, social media, Jenna's social media, uh, the app, My Human Design, the website, look into that stuff more. Um, and just, you know, just even look at it more and just to educate ourselves more uh, and just to know that this exists. Because I didn't know anything like this even existed before 
coming across your page and having this conversation. So just grateful to bring the awareness of it. So definitely go check it out. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of this conversation. We have so much love for you. We will see you next time. And thank you again, Jenna.